Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. All right, Marketeers, well, thank you so much for joining me. Today's guest, Patty Danucci, believes that the quality of your conversations and connections is a highly accurate predictor of your success, happiness, and even your health and longevity. Patty is a highly acclaimed corporate and conference speaker, workshop facilitator, consultant, and award-winning author of two books. These include The Intentional Networker, Attracting Powerful Relationships, and referrals and results in business and her brand new book more than just talk the essential guide for anyone who wants to enjoy better conversations based on a lifetime of observation experience and research patty has learned that socializing well is critical to us as humans we are wired to connect and be in community and nearly all of us can make improvements in this area our daily conversations and connections matter Whether we're engaged in a brief greeting, a short chat, or a long discussion, it's also true whether we're conversing with loved ones, friends, or neighbors, or meeting with professional colleagues and clients. It's even true when we're with people we are seeing for the first and possibly only time. Organizations from all over the country have invited Patty to work with their teams and event participants to improve their interpersonal communications and shift how they go about building their social circles and networks. Today, she is ours. Please help me welcome Patty Danucci. Hey. Good morning, so, good afternoon, good evening, wherever. <laughs> so before we dig into this, which I brought you on here to obviously talk about networking and being an intentional networker. I'm curious how you got started in this space. What's your story? I like to tell people now, looking back over many decades, that this began when I was growing up. I had two parents that were very good socializers. My dad was the gregarious one. He owned the local Chevrolet dealership in the little hometown that I grew up in, in northern Minnesota. And my mom, who was a little more introverted, was very selective, but she was also very gracious. In fact, my High school friends still tell me how much they appreciated how nice my mom was told. That's awesome. They just knew how to socialize well. Yeah. And so I had really good role models. And so from there, I don't know, I went into a communications career. I did advertising, PR, and marketing communications. So you naturally have to be a good communicator there. And then when I opened my own consulting practice... In 1989, you know, you have to generate business. You have to generate a group of friends. I worked at home. I worked at home all this time. Mm-hmm. And you have to build a network. And I, it became apparent to me how important, if not critical, that is for your personal and professional success and sanity, really. So I had so many people that were asking me to coffee. They were asking me to write articles. They were asking me to speak about you know, networking, having your own business, that I eventually wrote a book in 2008. That was when the economy crashed and some of my clients disappeared. And I started writing. I came out with my first book in 2011. That's The Intentional Networker. It took off. It won two awards. 
I was invited by all kinds of companies, large and small, to speak and to do workshops. And so I thought, hey, let's do another book. So that one, yep. which I call the prequel, the one about conversation more than just talk, mm-hmm. is coming out. It might be out by the time this podcast airs. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've been doing this all my life. And, you know, for... For all of those who are out there, I think all of us have something that we're led to throughout our career. Mm-hmm. You know, Keelan, you're, you're early on in, well, sort of early in your career, earlier than me. And well, we'll say early on. I'll take it. <laughs> and you find that all these things mesh together and bring you to a place of service. So that's where I am. Perfect. Yeah. So I know when people think of networking, at least when I originally thought of networking, I thought of like big events. A lot of the time where I maybe know a few people, but, you know, maybe I only know one person, maybe I don't know anyone. Is that the situation that you're referring to when you're talking about networking? Well, first, I have to say that that's what I thought, too. I sure that it was going to these awkward professional meetings, association meetings, luncheons, happy hours and standing around awkwardly trying to make conversation. I'm not even really sure what I was trying to do. Right. It's tough. But I'm going to back up and say, I've learned now that networking happens everywhere, everywhere. I mean, anything that really good that's happened in my life has happened because of a conversation with someone. Right. Or somebody on my bicycle team, I did some cycling a few years back when I was having my own midlife crisis and did some long long distance (laughs) cycling. And a woman on my cycling team was with Hewlett Packard and she called me at nine o'clock one night and said, oh my gosh, we need you to come to Houston soon because we have money we have to use and they need a professional development workshop on communication. Can you? So, I mean, I didn't think that that was networking, but apparently wherever you show up. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Walking through the neighborhood, wherever. Perfect. Yeah. So I know that you've You've been around, you talk to a lot of people about networking and communications. What are some of the most common roadblocks people face when they're networking? Ooh, the roadblocks. Well, I think for one thing, I think people don't think networking is important. I think we're mm. in this era of wanting all this me time, which sure. researchers thought we were doing terribly before the pandemic. And now it's almost a crisis where we're so used to being in our yoga pants at home. And, you know, we can stream any TV show we want to. We can work at home. We can not leave the house. We can have our groceries delivered. And so I think we're getting way too much me time. Mm-hmm. Even if you're introverted and shy, <laughs> too much me time. I can tell yeah. you that. I know I'm getting too much me time. Yeah. We just don't think it's important. And so we get too busy, right to the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. And I think also we lack confidence. We don't know what it means or what we're supposed to do. Why are we doing it? So it feels weird. It feels awkward. We have these fake, you know, supposedly fake and forced conversations with people we don't know and we never see again. And we think, why are we bothering with this? Yeah. And then a huge one, of course, is the term is technoference, which is, you know, having your phone with you in your face at all times or your laptop or some sort of entertainment. You know, and then we, we get this internal chatter on you know, people are dangerous, they're scary, there's crimes, I might be kidnapped. And we just have such a negative view of it. I have an entire section in my new book that just goes through all these barriers that are so 
well, I'm not going to say they're easy to break through, but they can be worked through. Sure. Yeah. The first in-person event that I went to post-pandemic, I was so excited to get out there and talk to people. Because I have this podcast and I've been engaging with people, I just was really looking forward to having that in-person interaction. And that is actually what prompted me to call you because I was like, people don't know how to talk to each other anymore. It's it's crazy. And did it feel a little weird? Because it sure felt it weird to so me. So weird. It so was weird. Hyper stimulating. Mm-hmm. I'm an I'm what's called an ambivert, which means I'm same half introvert, half extrovert. I like yep. to like back and forth between. Mm-hmm. And even when I was speaking at conferences live and going out to social events, it felt very weird. And I would say my boyfriend and I weren't as locked down as a lot of people were. We still traveled. We still did a lot of things. We still mm-hmm. had certain friends over, but it was super stimulating. And I can only imagine how stressful that could be for someone who is more introverted than shy. Sure. Yep. While we're on this, what do you see are some of the benefits of socializing? Oh, my goodness. There are so many. It was so much fun to research all this. Obviously, for a lot of us, it, it can brighten your mood and makes you feel like you're connected to humanity. Yeah. And that's true. Even if you're just stopping by the grocery store, dropping off your dry cleaning and you have a really quick little, hey, how are you? Good morning. How's your day going? And you have a little banter before you you know, put your credit card in the machine and pay for your groceries. And Mm -hmm. those little encounters do so much for us. They literally create little bursts of oxytocin, which is our tendon befriend hormone. I mean, as a mom, you know, Keelan, you know, you know how much oxytocin makes you just love your babies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we get those little bursts and we were missing those during the pandemic. So it's just overall mood. And life satisfaction, feeling like you belong, it improves your creativity and your intelligence. I mean, how many meetings do we have at work that may occur in the meeting room, but might also occur in the hallway or the break room where we share a little something and someone says, well, hey, have you tried this? And you get this big aha moment, you know, multiply yeah. that times 100 if you're at a conference or a networking event. And then really, it's been shown through many studies that people who can converse well on all kinds of topics are more likable. They've seen it more successful. And, you know, they know what's happening in the company. They know what's happening outside the company. It boosts productivity and performance and eliminates a lot of mistakes. Like how many things could have been eliminated if we had a little chat in the break room before, you know, whatever was delivered, you know, three hours too late. Even after right. There's all kinds of things you can look back and it was a communication problem. And I'll also say, I'll circle back to what my parents were to me. If you have kids and they see you engaging with other people well, and even strangers like servers in a restaurant or, you know, the person that begs your groceries for you, they see that and they see that the world is actually a pretty safe and friendly place. Oh. You know, there's just so many benefits and there's study after study from all over the world that show that, you know, we will survive diseases better. We will live longer, healthier, more active and vibrant lives. Who doesn't want all that? I want all Right. That. Yes. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> please. Double doses of all that. So I feel like we do have to address something very important, though, because I know that 
in the industry that that I work in and that you work in, we're around a lot of engineers and architects. And I think the most terrifying thing to them outside of public speaking would be walking into a room. I mean, it's terrifying for all of us, actually. Yeah, like, I'm not going to. Is to walk into a room and you don't know anyone. What yeah. do you do? Well, I, I'm just going to say that I, I've ex- I still experience that, even though I'm quote, quote unquote the expert. I yeah. experience even more when I'm a speaker at a conference because as soon as they see a speak coming, it's like when the teacher comes with right. high school and one of your teachers comes in silence. That there's dead silence. So it's yes. Oh. Not always, but sometimes. But but here's here's what you do, and I have to practice this myself. First of all, don't panic. Mm. If you're at a meeting where you paid to be there or you were invited, first of all, you absolutely belong there. I think that's sometimes we have this lack of confidence where we don't think we belong. You absolutely belong there. So have some confidence. And I would say look for someone who's standing off by themselves. <laughs> say quote you're in. Sure. Approach them and smile, give them some eye contact and reach out your hand for a handshake and say, hello, I'm Patty. I speak and write about networking and conversation. Tell me about you. <laughs> and instantly broken the ice. And unless this person's waiting for somebody really important and you just ruined something. I don't know. It, it works <laughs> every time, every single time. The other thing, when my boyfriend and I tried this the other night, we were literally at a party where we only knew the host and hostess mm-hmm. and maybe two or three other people. And we literally would kind of stand up by ourselves and look at the group and say, let's look for a group that looks friendly. Like they're laughing. They seem to be enjoying themselves. The circle is open. It's not super closed. Mm-hmm. And let's just go up and say, like, this is the line we used. We're on a quest to meet all of Cheryl and Marvin's friends. And everybody's got a chuckle out of that. And we went around and introduced ourselves and pretty soon we were engaged to a great conversation. It was really fun. And I'll also say, this is your responsibility to do this. If you're at a networking event and you're standing around with your glass of soupy Chardonnay that doesn't even taste that good, and you're waiting for some people to approach you, that's actually not good manners. That comes straight from the School of Protocol in Washington that teaches business. Okay. To diplomats, ambassadors, business executives, it's your responsibility. Yeah. So I, I think that's, those are some of my, my big ones. I, I think a big one, though, to remember, too, is don't approach two people who are engaged in conversation because they could be having a very personal conversation. Mm. They could be having a very intense conversation, a very private conversation. And so that's a group you do not want to approach. I'm really glad you said that because yeah, so, the number of conversations that people have walked into where I'm like, I know, what I, are you doing? I, that's that <laughs> Eve of mine. If I'm really engaged finally in a really good conversation and someone just comes blowing in and, and ruins it, I feel kind of resentful about that. Yeah. But I do. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. So one of my favorite things about your, I guess we'll call it your first book, The Intentional Networker is that you start off by making it very clear that to be successful in a networking situation or to be a successful networker, you need to understand yourself. You need to know yourself. Could you explain why it's so important to know yourself if you want to successfully network? Oh, well, I'm a firm believer that, and I read it over and over again, and the zillions of books I've written about this, that 
knowing yourself and understanding yourself, being aware of yourself, which interestingly, not that many of us are. We think we are, but we're not. It's the key to all success. It, it go all the way back to Socrates. And he said, self-awareness is the height of wisdom. And he's absolutely true. So the reason why, I think, is because when you know yourself, you know what works for you and what doesn't. I mean, let's face it, we can only improve so much. Right. There are certain things that are just going to be really hard and difficult all the time. And not to say we can't address them, but if, for example, if you're an introvert who's, who gets a little stressed out in big, loud social settings, you might want to limit the amount of time you spend there, be very prepared, be very purposeful, look for the people that look like fun and interesting so that it doesn't feel so difficult. Right. And then give yourself a break. Like if you find somebody interesting to talk to, say, hey, do you mind if we go sit out in the hallway on one of the little sofas out there and continue this conversation away from the noise? I do that all the time at conferences. It, it gets overwhelming. So smart. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're an extrovert and you just love, love, love being around people, that's great. But I also consider that not everybody thrives and has their battery charged that way. So you, you gain more understanding. You, you know, I, I just really feel like getting your battery charged properly and not letting it get totally drained, taking care of yourself. I mean, I know I said, you know, too much me time, but there is me time that's restorative and me time that's not. Right. Endless scrolling on social media is not restorative. Yeah. Maybe having a cup of tea and sitting for a little while and just looking out at the trees and listening to the birds, that might be a beautiful way to recharge. Perfect. That makes sense? Yep. Yep. Yeah, self-knowledge is huge. There's a great book out there called Insight okay. by Tasha Urich, E-U-R-I-C-H. I started reading it and it's just beautifully done and absolutely fascinating about how, how there are so many more ways to know ourselves than we actually do. So when you say know yourself, is it just, are you talking circumstantially, like the the situations that we're comfortable in? Or is it like you know, what are my interests? What are my preferences? How God. deep does that go? Great question. I'm glad you followed up with that. It's everything. It's, you know, it might not just be you. It might be also the organi organization that you represent. Mm. How am I expected to show up? How, how can I toe the line and follow the values and the philosophies of our organization and, and not create dissonance there? But it's everything. It's, you know, what are you really good at? What, like, for example, I really like to have fun. I, I, I have some dear, dear friends that are very serious about everything. They're serious about their business. They're serious about oh, my goals for this week. And like, I love hanging around with them. But honestly, I really like being around people who are lighthearted and interesting. And I just know that about myself. Right. I, I know the things I enjoy. I know the things I struggle with and am working on. I think anytime you can do like personality profile, like mm -hmm. the disc is one, the Enneagram, the Berkman is a really deep one. That one. Yep a lot uh, and there's a number of them out there and just it's it's interesting and fun because you also realize hey i'm not that good at that but it's okay there are plenty of other people i can be around that know that stuff and i'll just lean on them like in writing my book for example i love research i love that just the pure writing my friend and editor susan pretty did a fantastic job of organizing the mayhem that we created in my manuscript and it was so great to lean on her and I'm still leaning on her to help me. It's fantastic. It's just relieving, I think. Sure. Yeah. So I know we all have a lot of 
work and association events right around the holiday times, which is hopefully when this episode will be released. What are your tips for our listeners going into these events? Oh my goodness. You know, it's such a fun time. I think the election will be over. Yes. That would be good. <laughs> you know, I think when I approach holiday parties or any parties or networking events or gatherings or whatever, I choose really carefully. I stop and think, is this something that's going to really make me happy? Is it going to be fun? Will it be purposeful? Will there be somebody there that I might want to get to know better? For me at this point, it's even, you know, I'm not going to have to drive it enough. How do we get down to the details on that? Yeah. But I'm just really choosing and then prepare to be your best self. And I know that that sounds so perfectionist, but I think if you're not feeling well, if you're burned out and you show up at a networking event and you show up that way, I think that's the impression you get. And you don't get a prize for how many parties you attend during the holidays. So, so those are some big ones. I sometimes go into these things with some very intentional questions about mm. It can be about the holidays. It can be about, I don't know, what books you're reading. I'd like to know what, what's your favorite thing to do at the holidays? What are some wonderful memories you have of either growing up or from a few years ago or what new traditions have you invented? The talk doesn't all have to be about work. I think when we start to learn about people as humans and as people with lives beyond the office, I think that's really fun. In fact, a great question that a woman at the gym asked me one day, and I've never forgotten it. It's a, it's a real good opening line is, so what do you do when you're not attending things like this? What do you Ooh, do? Isn't that good? Very it good. things up. Honestly, don't over, don't over vibe in the, you know, at the yeah. spirits because that'll mm-hmm. kind of disintegrate pretty quickly. And, you know, and then just remember your listening skills. I, I think that's a huge one. People often think Big that, thing. Networking is about doing all the talking. And actually, you should only be talking, if you're in a one-on-one, you should be talking 40% of the time, letting the other person talk 60. 40 seconds is a good amount of time. Begin telling a little story or responding to a question, then let someone else talk. 40 seconds goes by really fast, I might say. There's another acronym, W-A-I-T, WAIT, which stands for Why Am I Talking? I love that. It's done great. <laughs> I can't, I did not make that up. I read that somewhere, but it's, it's a good one. I think just being prepared and pacing yourself and stay away from topics. Something that I just want to remind people, I know we all have really strong feelings about things, the world that we're in, the environment, politics, religion, whatever, women's rights. Some of these things we can talk about safely, but if you're in that conversation and it just turns into this big argument, I mean, that's might ruin your evening. And we've had that happen to us where we asked somebody what book they were reading and they began a tirade on this topic and we could not get him to stop. It was really amazing. Mm. So just everybody relax a little bit. We need some lighthearted conversation to bond us. I'm going to follow up with another question about a similar scenario. So what happens if you are not enjoying the conversation, how do you get out? Okay. Oh, easy. Well, it's not that easy. It's been <laughs> for a while. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Listen for a while. Sometimes you just have to interrupt. I know interrupting is not polite. And I have plenty in my new book that talks about trying not to interrupt and doing more listening. But, you know, there's always those how do you call them? Black holes of the universe that just go off on a topic or about themselves the entire mm-hmm. time. 
And if you really need to escape, you can use these three words and you can follow the three words with whatever excuse you can come up with. Please forgive me. Mm. I'm sorry. You can, you can start with I'm sorry if you really want to be very forgiving. Let's say, please forgive me. Oh, I noticed it's I noticed the time where I have to go refresh my drink. Or I see my friend over there. I promised her I'd introduce her to someone. And, you know, the evening's it's getting late. Come up with it. Haley's comment, whenever it is. <laughs> oh, look over there. This happened comment. Honestly, sometimes you just have to stop this person from talking. Also, if they get on a negative topic and you're feeling assertive, which I hope you are because you're, this is your right to do it, you can say, do you mind if we talk about something else? Or can we change the subject? This is getting really dreary or depressing. Or I'd really mm-hmm. rather not talk about this at this event. Or we're all having such a good time. Why do we need to talk about this now? You can, if someone is being rude and over-talking, shopping their narrative on whatever it is, or just going on and on about themselves, you're not being rude interrupting them. They're the ones being rude. So don't forget that. I like that. Yeah. So if you had to summarize, like maybe top three or four things that someone should take away from on how to be an intentional networker, what would they be? I think the main thing about being an, an intentional networker is you, you're more self-aware. Mm. You're more mindful. You're more, I like to say purposeful, but on the other hand, you know, you can be very purposeful in your conversations, but, but like, I like the idea of possibilities in conversation. Like I can go into an event with, okay, I really want to talk to so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, see some friends I haven't seen in a while and get in the holiday spirit, blah, blah, blah. You can have a purpose, but also just say to yourself, I wonder what wonderful conversations I'm going to have at this event. I wonder what interesting people are me. And if you focus on the positive and truly approach everything with, positivity and curiosity and bring some good questions with you things that are interesting tell me about yourself tell me something fun that happened to you tell me if it's a holiday party tell me tell me your favorite thing about getting ready for the holidays if they say well i don't really like the holidays then you change the subject if it's just not their thing sure but go prepare so yeah i would say you know being self-aware being purposeful positive and focus on the quality if you're not enjoying yourself, you have the right to extract yourself and move on. And boy, I do that all the time. When I'm at a party and my boyfriend and I are really good at this, we, we hang out together and then we kind of divide and conquer. And we yeah. just roam. If something's not interesting to me, I just move on, refresh my drink, get a glass of water, go to the restroom, and then find somebody else to talk to. And, and it, that can go on for hours. So I'm just roaming <laughs> around yeah. looking for what's most interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, that's what makes a, a mix and mingle so much fun. Perfect. So then I don't want to let you go without talking about your new book, yes. which you said is the prequel to this. So I'm even more excited. It's the prequel. It's, I think it's filled with all the things or as many as I could come up with. And it's, it's a pretty hefty book. It's, it's a Bible, if you will, not to be irreverent, but it is so full of great material and it's it answers a lot of questions that people in my audiences and 
you know, readers and people in my blogs and social media, people ask me, even at, even at parties, ask me, well, how do you do this? How do you do that? And it just seemed like it was all the things a person would need to know even before they, they get intentional about their networking. It's really the it. skills and the approaches and why. Why is this so important? So it's in final stages at the moment. We spent, my editor and I spent probably five hours nitpicking the, the layout and 527 comments for the designer. Okay. You know, just make it, get rid of the hyphenations and the dangling words and things like that. We should have, we have to index and proof and then we're going to print, but I think it will be available for pre-order on Amazon. I hope really like before the holidays, I hope, but if, if not, it's coming out in early 2023. It's on track. For Perfect. Sure. And then one thing that I know I, I had tossed by you, but I would love to see this come to fruition is with this podcast next year in 2023, I'd like to start a book club. And I think mm. your book would be the perfect introduction to the book club. So oh, I think it'd be really fun. And, you know, I, I wrote both my books, not to go on and on about it. I wrote both my books to be the kind of books you three front to back if you're that kind of person. Mm -hmm. You can pop it to the section or the chapter that has you most intrigued or stressed out, or you can let the universe handle it and you just leave it by the coffee pot and every morning when the coffee or tea is brewing, you can just open it to where the universe wants you to see. <laughs> and I mean, that's the kind of book I love. So yes. I wrote the book that I wanted. Awesome. Both with both of them. So I would love that. That would be so much fun. Awesome. Well, then this won't be the last time we're chatting because I will likely see you in March. <laughs> yes, that sounds fantastic. And Perfect. people can reach me if they have questions or if I can help them in any way. It's Patty with an I, P-A-T-T-I, D-E-N-U-C-C-I D -E -N, as in Nancy, U-C-C-I at gmail.com. And my website, you can do intentionalnetworker.com or pattydenucci.com. And we're working on a pop-up. I know I hate pop-ups, but we're putting one on there anyway. That, that'll <laughs> talk about the new book and how people can sign up to get a free chapter. So you can get the flavor of the style and, you know, how not only content-packed, but also very conversational and fun. I think I, I'm still guffawing at a few lines that I forgot were in there. So I tried to make it interesting and fun. Amazing. I'll include all those links you just mentioned in the episode show notes. What I am going to do is I'm just going to leave out your email so that you don't get loads of spam. <laughs> so other than that, everything else will be in there. I'll link the, I suppose, the link to your book, and when your new book comes out, I will also link that. I'll backlink it. So sounds great. It sounds perfect. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I loved this conversation. Of course. All right, Marketeers. That's a wrap on this week's episode of the AEC Marketeer podcast. Thank you again to Patty for joining me. And if you're interested in the book club I mentioned, more information will be coming about that January 2023. When Patty's book comes out, I will be providing a link for that in the episode show notes. And as always, if you're enjoying this podcast, I would invite you to subscribe and leave a review. New episodes are released every other Wednesday. Chat soon.